Today's episode is made possible by the generous support of Charon Law Offices. Located in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, Steve Charon and his team work with startup companies offering a full range of legal services. No matter what stage your startup is in, the team at Charon Law Offices can help you. From structuring to developing stock option plans to assisting with fundraising arrangements, Charon Law Offices can guide you through the process. For more information, email steve at charonlawoffices.com or call 412-880-5633. Visit their website at charonlawoffices.com for more information. Charon Law Offices, from startup to exit and everything in between. You can follow us on Twitter at BroadcastPGH and find us on Facebook at TheBroadcast underscore PGH and Instagram at TheBroadcast underscore PGH. Our website is broadcast-podcast.com where you can find all of our past episodes. If you want to support the show, you can visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash broadcastpgh. If you'd like to sponsor or otherwise partner with the show, we'd love to talk to you. Drop us a line at broadcastpgh at gmail.com. Okay, it's another episode of the Broadcast Podcast. We're back. Yeah, we are. It's, we're doing another night session. It's always um, a little bit of a different feel, mm-hmm. a different mood at night. But good it's vibes. Good. It is good vibes. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think it's, it adds a little different element to the show. So um, I'm going to let you introduce our guest because it's someone you brought to us and I want to hear all about her. Mm-hmm. And I want you to uh, just kick things off. So here you go. Yeah. So we have Lashisha Holiday. Hi. And you're the founder of Natural Beauty Supply. So I really want to dig in on how how this even started like what what did that look like did you always want to do this did you were you always doing this for me i was a um they call it the creamy crack relaxer sperm mm-hmm. so i was a avid creamy crack person i i was too yeah like it, that was my thing my hair had to be bone straight mm-hmm. uh, not a hair out of place you know and um you know, I remember Sunday school, like going to going to church and getting your hair pressed out, that whole process. That was me. It was uh, quite a few years ago now, but I was going to a hairstylist and um, she kind of convinced me to, to go natural. She's like, I could still straighten your hair out as much as you want to straighten, mm-hmm. but just relaxers just aren't something that's healthy um, for you. And so it's probably been close to 10 years now. So I, I went, I transitioned. Did you do the big chop? I didn't do the big chop because I was too afraid. So I just um, got, you know, most of it cut off, but she just kind of gradually cut it off until it was completely natural. Um, and then for me, um, I started to like trying to figure things out with my hair, like how I could do a twist out or a braid out or something like that. And then once I started to transition, I um, kind of got like some some backlash from my community, like from the black mm-hmm. community. Like, are you OK? Like, what's going on, sis? Like, why does your hair look like that? Do you need money? Like, what's mm-hmm. up? Like, why? Because folks just weren't used to they seeing weren't natural used hair. They weren't used to seeing natural hair and they weren't used to seeing me that way. So for me, one of the most crazy things that people, someone I feel like could say was natural hair just isn't for me. And it was just like, huh? Like, how could the hair that grows out of your head right. not be more for mm-hmm. you? But I remember, you know, me having that thought process of not even, I don't even remember as a kid, like my natural mm-hmm. hair. I don't remember that. I just remember, you know, getting relaxers and that being the thing. So once I realized that it wasn't 
necessarily that people don't like natural hair. It was more of a, they didn't understand it. Mm. Then I realized that I needed to kind of figure this out. I had to dig into it more. So I got tired of going to Walgreens to go get products. Then I'm going to the beauty supply store. They do not look like me. They can't give me any information mm-hmm. in reference to these products. All they can do is say here, mm-hmm. or they can get their token. Oh, this is the ethnic yeah, brand. This yeah. is the ethnic brand, or they can get their token black person that they have working in the store because um, beauty supply stores are mostly ran by Asian and Arabian markets. That's it's dominated. So they would get that person to try to help me. I grew tired of going to 50 places just to complete a wash day. So um, I was like, you know, it would be great. To have products and services all in one place, you to be able to get the information and for you to be empowered, like for you to, you if you know about your hair and understand it, then you wouldn't be so afraid of it. And then it dawned on me that that was me, like nobody mm-hmm. else was going to create this thing. I had to create this thing. So um, for me, that's kind of how it started. I was like, okay, well, now I feel like God put this on my heart and I have to figure this thing out. So I'm going to... Um, go back to school, go to business school, get all the information, right? And then I was working at a gas company and I did not like the environment. So I switched over to a mortgage company and I had mortgage experience. Um, and I, I kind of knew the ebbs and flows of the mortgage industry. Um, but I had been working there for three months and I basically went on to a sinking ship because they fired the mm-hmm. whole um, department. They laid us all off, like from upper management down. And um, at that point, I was like, oh, okay, well, I I guess this is kind of my push into going directly into entrepreneurship. So um, I knew that I had this idea of wanting to start Natural Beauty Supply and being able to provide all of these um, great services and products and everything. But I just thought I would have more time to do that thing. And it it wasn't that. It was like, oh, nope, you're doing it right now. And you need to figure it. It's kind of like, putting on your parachute as you're already falling Mm -hmm. so that (laughs) if that, if that can give you a a good description um, as to how I was kind of pushed into entrepreneurship. Like I knew in my head that I was going to go to school. I was going to figure out how to get the capital. I was going to, you know, pick the perfect location and just all of these things as to my steps. And that just wasn't at all the the process. I feel like we hear that a lot on this podcast from women, right? I had, we had one guest on, she didn't like how her son was being treated by um, the medical community. So she Mm -hmm. went to medical school and became a doctor. I was like, oh, sure. Yeah. But that's so fundamental to, you see this problem, you see this issue and you know that it can be solved. Right. You know that you could, because you have the experience mm-hmm. to solve it. And so I'm wondering about, obviously, I don't have these issues, right? right? right. So that, that it's, I, but I know that it's, it's a very big part of um, identity mm-hmm. for a black women, especially that yes. hair is very important. It's yes. very important to have someone who understands how to treat your hair, mm-hmm. how to care for your hair, that all of these things are are crucially important because just for that way your hair looks, but also mm-hmm. for the health of your hair. Right. And but that it that there's so much um symbolism and and um what's the word that I'm looking for? Like significance attached to your hair and right. how you present your hair. Absolutely. And so I'm wondering, like, I think of like the big beauty supply companies. Like mm-hmm. I think of like beauty supply blogs. I think of like Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop. But I mean you think of in pop culture, right? There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of like white women yeah. telling you how to sell natural products yeah. and, and buy this and this is going to change your life and drink this. 
and you don't see black women represented right. there that you like natural products you know like you said before the the products you use to straighten your hair they're really actually chemicals that are yeah. really bad for you they're so bad. so how do you even start that conversation like like that you can have products that are made for you for your hair that don't aren't lie aren't mm-hmm. you know chemicals aren't you know going to make your hair fall out or going to like affect your health like how do you even start that conversation because so much of the beauty industry especially around hair is is white centered right somebody said a quote to me and it's like how do you eat an elephant you take it small bites at a time right <laughs> yeah. so um for me i just started doing like it was for me, my daughter, she was born at 23 weeks, right? So she was um, severely premature and she was bald whenever she was born. So whenever she got a little bit older, I mixed oils to help her hair grow. And now her hair is down her back and she's like perfect, by the way. Like there's, she has no um, health issues or anything like that, which is like amazing. She's truly my miracle. But I made a product and didn't really know that I had a thing. I just was trying to help my daughter. And the same with like, I I make all natural body butters and body scrubs and all types of um, like products, beard care. Um, If you know, you have anybody has a bay with a beard, you know, we have, we got you because we don't do crunchy beards. But um, you just kind of take it and start having conversations with people. Like I said, I didn't know that I, I had, these products, I was just trying to solve problems for me and my family. We have eczema, you know, she had the issues with hair growth and things like that. And then once I got laid off, um, it was in January of 2017. And um, I, my mom's birthday's in January. And I'm like, I'm way too old to make her a macaroni necklace, right? <laughs> like, she's not going to accept this. She doesn't care that I got laid <laughs> off. Um, I'm just <laughs> so I made her a body scrub and she was like, how much are you charging for these? And I was like, I, I'm not charged. She was like, you don't have a job. Like, how much are you charging for these? And I was like, oh, okay. And then I started to think about it, like, okay, well, th- this is going to be the start of natural beauty supply because my ideology before I had gotten laid off is that I have to have everything all at one time, right? I, I want to have products for all types of black hair because um like I know you said that you're not um you know of course you don't have that issue mm-hmm. but there's different types of black hair sure. so there's there's different variations so I wanted to have everything for everybody and um have other people's products and things like that not just natural's product line um but whenever I got pushed into it I was like oh okay well this I do have products. I, you know, I make body butters, I make body scrubs, I have this hair oil. So I just slowly started to release products and have conversations with people. And um, whenever, another thing is whenever I started to learn more how to work with my hair, people started to, the, the questions transition from sister, you okay, to how how did you do that braid out? Mm. How did you do that twist out? What what did what products did you use to get that? So that's whenever I really knew, like, okay, well, this isn't at all a I don't like natural hair. It's I don't know what to do with this thing and how do I work with this thing? So from knowing and understanding that it was just as simple as having conversations um with people. And um that's 
our um, mantra is empowerment. We want to empower people to love themselves naturally. You're beautiful just the way you are. The hair that grows out of your head is beautiful. If you have eczema, you're still beautiful. You, we just, we can help you. You know, we can help you fix that skin issue or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's definitely having the conversation. And um, we are working on some things um, as far as, uh, it's called the Natural Initiative. And we want to work more in the community to get more, um, to help people more because it's just, matters of having these conversations yeah um so i feel like using uh, social media um it has helped us um being having a storefront now has helped us we were inside of the gallery on pen mm-hmm. which is located in east liberty if it, there's any um, pittsburgh listeners we're right next to kelly strayhorn um so being able to have spaces to have these open conversations on here and black beauty like what is the ideology behind black beauty what do you what do you think of what's the definition for you behind black beauty so that that's what we've been doing rather than having it centered in whiteness and having it identified by how it compares to whiteness right white women or white right exactly and i think that um right now the tides are, are are starting to shift a bit like people are accepting of natural hair but even in 2019 we're still having to fight to wear our hair naturally like there's still (laughs) there's laws that that were just passed in 2019 that you can wear your hair the way you want at work i forgot what state it was but that is mind-boggling to me that the these things are still happening and that's why i know that it's something that needs to be done like i have to do this if 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 not me who else who is going to do this that's a lot of pressure to put yourself it is it is to be representative of something that you know you see as missing Mm -hmm. and that there's a need there um how do you talk to young black women about their hair and how they should treat their hair because i i imagine a lot mm-hmm. of it is passed down from how their mom did right. their hair their grandmother right. did their hair whatever how do you kind of how do you talk to them about you can do it that way mm-hmm. the way your mom did isn't wrong but you can also do it this use, way do it this way or use these natural products so how do you have those conversations because i mean you're you're kind of getting into an area that's you know you're, that's sort of sacred ground right, right? you mm-hmm. don't want to interfere with their relationship with their with mm-hmm. their family because i know that's a big part of it, it but is. how do you kind of get into those conversations and still make sure that you're you're coming at, at young women in a way that they're going to be receptive to. Um, well, I think a few things happen um, because the ties are changing and people are knowing and seeing like the different things that are happening, like even health wise, there's a lot of black women getting sick and I can't, I'm not a scientist. I can't say it's directly tied to, you know, relaxers and mm-hmm. things like that. But what black women are getting sick really, really early on. Yeah. Um, so I think that with these health crises, it, health crisis that are happening right now i think women are waking up that you you have to not only put good things in your body but you have to put thing, good things on your body as yeah. well and then your hair is a source it's going to absorb things just like your skin yeah. it's going to absorb whatever you put on it yeah. so your hair tells on you yes too, right? it when does you're not healthy your hair falls your out, hair falls well. out yeah. exactly yeah. i went through a period of that with whenever <laughs> i was going to my stylist she was like what are you stressing about you're losing your hair. Yeah. Um, so Stylist knows. Right. Always, you cannot they, hide anything you can, from your stylist. You can't. You yeah. can't. Like, are you drinking water? <laughs> you know, your hair is dry. Like, what, 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 what's happening here? It's borderline um, red. It, it is. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, get out of my business. I'm, I'm having trouble. But um, so because the times are changing, it makes the conversation a bit easier because people, it's it's out now that, mm-hmm. you know, there's... Um, 
you can love yourself naturally. And, you know, there's this whole mantra around self-love. So I do think that it makes the conversation easier. And then I, you know, was once a woman who relaxed my hair. So I understand what it is and the whole psyche behind feeling like you need that to, um, you know, you need every part of your hair to be slicked down. I I understand that part. And then another thing for me is I, I would talk to them like I'm talking to my daughter, like my daughter, I feel like representation matters in any facet. And, uh, you know, seeing someone else do something, it ignites something in yourself. If you didn't think you could do it before, you feel like you can do it now. Like my daughter is like, whenever I, I wear the same, my hair in Afro, she's like, oh, we have our hair the same way. Or if I wear my hair in a twist out or braid out, like she's so excited. She doesn't even have the um, the urge to want to straighten her hair or anything because she knows how beautiful her hair is because I pour into her. So I, I talk to them. I would talk to her, you know, you're, you're beautiful, you know, and you don't have, it's not that your parent is right or wrong. That's just what happened in that era. We, we didn't know any better. Now I feel like we have a, a sense of knowing better. So now we have to do better. Yeah. One of the things that other guests have, have mentioned and, you know, our previous guests mm-hmm. this evening, um, she's talked a lot about how black entrepreneurs have determined they have to support each other yeah. because it's very hard to it get is. outside support, especially in a city like Pittsburgh mm-hmm. that has these divisions. It has sort of these geographical boundaries yes. and, you know, people sort of stick in their own neighborhood. So yeah, how, we don't cross bridges. Yeah, we don't. Like, cross, we, I mean, and I'm not don't. from here, and I'm like, I don't understand. You can cross the bridge. Yeah, your car's not going to explode yeah. if you cross the bridge more than once. Yeah, but that's a conversation. even. Yeah, that's that's a whole other. That's conversation. a whole other conversation. <laughs> I've been I had here to cross for, a bridge to get here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here almost 20 years. And I'm still like, what do you mean you won't cross? Right. I still don't. So, but how do you then um, open up a conversation about these products and why they're important? too broad or do you bother i mean i mean like i'm, I'm thinking about in in terms of if i'm a business owner i want to get funding right i have to go before a group of people and convince them my product is worthwhile right, like, right. how do you have that conversation outside of when it, where it's a room that maybe isn't a diverse room yeah. how do you convince them or how do you speak to them in a way that makes them understand this is this is seminally important to black um, women and to black identity so I, you know, I, I definitely, I do a lot of um, networking and I do vending and different things. So I am in spaces where sometimes nobody looks like me. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's just more so of me um, basically spinning it, that it is something that's necessary mm-hmm. and thinking about it in terms of how we are more health conscious now, just mm-hmm. like how, you know, we didn't know, you know, years ago that pork was necessarily bad for us mm-hmm. or this or that thing was bad for us or I didn't even know about gluten until a few years ago you know <laughs> so um now that we know that these things are um not necessarily good for us that are you know what goes in our body it has to be good right so what goes on our body has to be good mm-hmm. so that's kind of how I just talk yeah. about it in that facet yeah. and um because I make all natural beauty supply products I don't just make um you know, all hair products. I make body and skin products. Mm. So it's not just black people who have skin issues, you know, people can suffer from psoriasis or eczema or any other type, you know, dandruff, anything. So, um, 
talking to people on that level of, you know, these things can help your skin mm-hmm. and, you know, it's going to absorbing your body, that type of thing. So it's um, knowing and understanding that it's um, things like that come out that um, can kind of help gear the conversation. Like when the article came out about the the most livable city thing, now, although it was not necessarily that, um, anything about skincare or anything like that, but it, it, it shows that there are issues within our community. Right. So, um, we're, and then we know that African-Americans die at a higher rate. So why is this happening? Is is stress? Is all of, what are we doing about it? So it's stress and there's all of these things that need to happen first. Um, and I heard the guests say before that, you know, we don't even get a chance to breathe. So, um, knowing and understanding that and just kind of gauging it on these things is that, you know, something needs to change, you know what I mean? So we have to kind of get grassroots. We have to figure out what we're eating. We have to figure out what we're putting on our body. So there's a lot that needs to be done, but I can help out with this thing. So all I can do is figure out my field and be an expert in my field. So whether someone listens to me or not, I really can't make someone listen. I can just provide the information. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, you mentioned that you're at the gallery on mm-hmm. pen, right? Can you talk a little bit about the gallery on pen? Yeah. What that is? How, how did you get in? So, um, that was something that definitely helped, um, steer my business, um, into, you know, what it is, um, at this point, I'm, I'm ever grateful for the opportunity. Um, I was in college and, uh, I was talking with a friend and she told me about this program called Catapult. And I'm like, oh, that sounds really interesting. You know, uh, she told me about the, there was going to be like an information session. And I went to the information session and I met, um, Miss Tammy Halima Thompson. She's an, if you haven't met her, <laughs> to know her is to love her. She's amazing. So um, that program is ran by Circles of Greater Pittsburgh, which Miss um, Tammy is the ED, I believe. And so she was just talking about this program that she was creating to help entrepreneurs out of poverty. And um, they have Circles does a lot around poverty. They do like home ownership programs, credit rebuilding, and then they were adding on the entrepreneurship piece. So um, I was like, okay, this is perfect. You know, I just I lost my job. I am in school trying to figure out this thing of how to build this business. And it just so happened that um, this thing fell into my lap. And that's another thing for me is that from me going on this journey of trying to figure out my entrepreneurship um, life, I was also trying to figure out my life, right? Because I lost my job and everything. So I had started doing a lot of positive things like working out, eating right, um, just putting myself in po- more positive spaces. And I was able to find that, you know, thing that I need that I actually ended up needing. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's an amazing program. It was um, a year long and it's called Catapult Start Up the Storefront. So um, they take you from your idea phase and help you through to get to um, the storefront. And the storefront, it was initially just, it was a thought that they wanted to get, get us into retail space. And then it just so happened that at the end of our program, they were able to partner with ELDI and they um, gave us the space. So we're inside of um, 
the old, it used to be, if anybody's familiar with East Liberty, it used to be the old Rainbow Kids. So we're right next to Kelly Strayhorn. But yeah, it, and I'm in year two of Catapult now and they're helping like with like strategic planning and things like that. So it was a, um, it was definitely what I needed at the time. So what is the next, what does it look like next? What does, what are you so trying to do? With the for next? next for me, um, I'm working on wholesale. Um, I've been asked a lot by like uh, salon owners and smaller storefronts and barber shops and spas and things like that to carry my product. And I'm like, okay, well, now how how do I do that thing? Right. Because like I said, um, entrepreneurship too, for me, especially whenever you're a founder, you're creating the pathway as you walk. So you're literally creating everything as you go. So I'm creating this thing. Um, so I'm working on, you know, getting all of my wholesale lists and contracts and all of that together. So that will be something that we'll be launching this year. Um, I'm also, um, working on figuring out what I want to do as far as the next step, as far as storefront, because I do want to be, um, if you guys are familiar with like Sally's, I want to be like the Sally's of natural beauty supply products. And right now, um, all the products I have, I do make them. So, you know, that's a process in itself, but I want to carry other products that we vetted and, um, because we don't have, like we have, hair products and things like that, oils and that type of thing, but we don't have like shampoos or anything like that yet. So I want to add on other product. Um, so you'll see some additions to our product line and um, our birthday, our third anniversary is coming up July 26th. It's a Sunday. And we did last year a self-care day. Um, so we will be doing another self-care day at the gallery, um, from 12 to five. And, uh, we are going to launch another product. Like it'll be big. I can't really say what it is yet, <laughs> but um, we are going to uh, launch another product. But right now uh, it's kind of like figuring out where we want to go next as far as space. Yeah, and scaling is the hard scaling, part, right? It's so hard. Yeah. It is so hard. And that, business is scary and a bit scaling up yeah. and like building it out. And it's That's like, really how hard. do you do your day-to-day stuff and figure out your scaling stuff. Mm-hmm. I just was having this mm-hmm. conversation with another entrepreneur and um, he was like, um, you have to be on my podcast because we have to like, <laughs> talk about this and talk <laughs> this through. But um, yeah, scaling is something that is really, really, it's like scary because mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, I've built it to this point. Right. This is, this is nice, but um, I'm, I'm a huge believer in God. I just feel like he just continues to push me like, oh, yeah. nope, you're not, you, yeah, you've, you've mastered that part. All right. Now, now on to something else. Yeah, don't so get comfortable. Don't get, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. consistently uncomfortable. Yeah. So, and, but that's one of my favorite quotes though. Outside of your comfort zone is where life, where your life begins. Mm. And I, I've been uncomfortable for a few, for three years now. I'm just about, <laughs> so, there's that. So your life is. Right. Going. Yeah. It is. It is. And um, I'm I'm enjoying it. You know, of course, it has ebbs and flows. And um, I just seen somebody had posted, oh, I just I want to be an entrepreneur because I'm tired of um, working all the time. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, I work all that. I have so much work to do after I leave here. Like I, I, I literally I work a lot 
it's I not, don't know who thinks entrepreneurs. Right. I don't know. Don't and work. I don't know who's, who's telling them <laughs> yeah. these things. Like I am a single mom of three children. I have a business and you know, I'm trying to scale it. So I'm like, oh, lady, I don't know what, what fairy tale you're living in, but <laughs> <laughs> entrepreneurship is yeah. not for the faint of it's heart. It's 24-7. Yes, yeah. it literally is. Man. <laughs> wow. So where can we, where can we find natural? Where can we buy it? Um, you know, when's the next thing at Gallery on Pen that we can come to? So um, we are on all social media platforms uh, under Natural Beauty Supply. It's um, Natural is N-A-P like Peter, T-U-R-A-L, Beauty Supply. Uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're on Pinterest, um, and we are starting to tweet. So <laughs> it's a thing. Um, and I I just want to take a step and just step back and say that I intentionally named it natural because I wanted to take the negative connotation out of the word nap. I wanted to take the power back from that word because our natural kinks and coils are beautiful just the way they are. We have a website. We ship all over the U.S. and Canada www.naturalbeautysupply.com and things happen all the time at the gallery we, we always do like different pop-up shops and things like that so um, just follow us and you can also follow gallery on pens page um, but we stay we stay in the know as far as like all of our events and all of that so make sure that you're following us that you subscribe to our page and we just edit text messaging to <laughs> Our platform, which I was doing before I got here, and I was so excited. <laughs> oh, so it's not a ro- is it a robot or is it no? So it's like you ever uh, are you do you buy ever buy anything from like Fashion Nova? Uh-huh. Oh, Those texts that they yeah. send you in like in the middle of the night and just mm-hmm. make you shop. <laughs> yeah, so we yes. have that now, <laughs> and um, I think it's great though too because it it can help people stay in the know about our events and all of that. So if you text. 31996. If you text natural to that number, then it'll keep you in our loop because I feel like too, sometimes people's emails get bogged down and they're like, I don't want to read another email, but a quick text is like, Hey, we have this event coming up. Do you guys want to come? And then you're, you're in the know, you know, we don't have to clog up your Mm -hmm, inbox. mm -hmm. That's great. Because you you needed to add one more thing to it. Just you of weren't course, busy uh, I yeah. wasn't busy enough. No, no, not at all. Wow. Well, thank you so no much. No problem. For what a fantastic just service you're providing. Thank you it's, so much. I'm just so inspired. Really. Like, thank you. Honestly, I truly. appreciate it. So, thanks so much for making time and your incredibly busy schedule. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Appreciate you. It was definitely. I was like. Anything for Jenny. Whenever she asked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm doing it. Yep. <laughs> The Broadcast Podcast is proud to be a member of the Sorgatron Media family. 